Just two weeks ago, as a community, we celebrated the great mystery of Easter. And it is in that mystery where we proclaim that Christ has risen and we celebrate the many ways in which, in which resurrection continues to take place in our midst. At this year's Easter Vigil, I spoke about the challenges that arise when we try to explain Easter. Also, just two weeks ago, after celebrating the mystery of Easter, our community came face to face with another one of life's greatest mysteries, human suffering. And the challenge of trying to explain the hows and whys of human suffering are endless, and explanations are oftentimes shallow and have a tendency to inflict more harm than good. Anyone who has driven around Mayflower or Valonia, those of you who are involved in relief efforts, or even just seeing the images on the news, know that there are no words to adequately explain what took place or why. Upon seeing the aftermath of this recent storm, you quickly become aware of the power and the force within nature. But something else that has become apparent over the last week is that the power of the human spirit is an even mightier force. There are many stories beginning to surface which testify to the power of the human spirit and the ability to overcome in the midst of tragedy. The genesis for many of these recent stories occurred in the very first minutes after the storm had passed. People connected on the most basic human level to simply help one another. And as people began to emerge out of debris and destruction, there was a unified effort to experience communal resurrection. Now, I have never personally experienced loss on a level that many people in our community did last week, but my wife can relate to what it's like. Julie was a senior in high school when the deadliest urban fire in U.S. history burned her house to the ground along with 3,800 other homes. And her experience is not something that we talk about much, but given this week, it seemed appropriate. And Julie discussed with me the terrible feeling of losing everything except the clothes that you are wearing. In the first few days, she says that you walk around numb in a cloud, still in shock, trying to process what had taken place. And having to start over from square one for anyone is a challenge. And she said, when you need everything, it's hard to ask for anything. And so I asked Julie, what was it like in the initial months and years after the fire? And she responded that it was a long walk through grief. And the only way that you survive is because of the people who take you by the hand and walk with you. You cannot do it by yourself. She said the real recovery and rebuilding comes from the people who are there just to simply talk to you or listen to you, encourage you, and provide for you when you can't provide for yourself. They are the ones that remind you that you are not alone and they help you see that, in fact, not all has been lost. Our Gospel reading today from Luke records Jesus' disciples on a seven-mile walk of grief on the road to Emmaus. And theirs was a journey from grief to restoration. 
For several years, these disciples were used to traveling with Jesus from town to town. They had front row seats and they witnessed his greatest teaching moments, the signs and the miracles that he performed. But the seven mile journey on the road to Emmaus was different without Jesus. The one whom they had given up their lives to follow had just been executed. Their grief can be witnessed as the writer of Luke records the disciples saying, we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. These disciples had every reason to grieve. They had dedicated everything they had to follow Jesus, many of them leaving their communities, their homes, and even their families. And while walking the road to Emmaus, they were trying to come to grips that they had lost everything. The writer of Luke's Gospel also records how in the midst of the disciples' grief, Jesus accompanies them on the road to Emmaus, but they didn't recognize him at first. Upon joining up with them, Jesus begins to ask them questions. And the manner in which Jesus questions them seems as though he is trying to get the disciples to pinpoint and then verbalize the underlying cause of their grief. By doing so, Jesus has them recall the events that had recently taken place. The disciples took the bait and began to recall the recent events. And they spoke of a man called Jesus of Nazareth, a mighty prophet of God to all the people. They then recalled how the chief priests had handed him over to be condemned and crucified. And finally, they recalled how the women at the tomb declared that they had been visited by an angel who said that Jesus was in fact alive. Our Gospel reading says that at that point Jesus interrupted them and beginning with Moses and all the prophets interpreted to them all the things written about him in the scriptures. So for the disciples there was something intriguing about this man who had joined them on their journey. Upon arriving at their destination, they extended hospitality to this stranger by offering him a place to stay and to have dinner with them. Luke's Gospel records that it was through the disciples' extension of hospitality that is when their eyes were opened, and they realized the truth about the one who had been in their midst all along. As Jesus took bread, blessed it, and broke it, and gave it to them, it was then when the disciples recognized him. It was then when the disciples were also able to say with confidence, the Lord is risen indeed. And it was this awareness of resurrection in their midst that gave birth to hope. And their grief was suddenly transformed into joy, and they regained their future and a purpose in their life. Now, the events that took place in our community last week have forced countless people to walk a path of grief similar to the road to Emmaus. What I believe is needed most at this time is for people to take them by the hand and walk through this journey with them. The disciples were on a seven-mile journey on the road to Emmaus. And similar to those in our community, the journey on the path towards restoration is going to be long as well. There has been a tremendous outpouring of support. I know that many of you have been involved and many of you are eager to help. And in the coming weeks, months, and years, 
Those affected by the recent tornadoes will still need someone to journey with them. Today's Gospel records how the risen Christ was revealed to the disciples as they extended hospitality, as they shared their resources by offering a place to sleep and a meal together. Their eyes were open to the, to the truth that Christ had been present with them the whole time. And I think that same risen Christ will be revealed in our community as we extend hospitality and continue to walk with those in our community who need to know that they are not alone. Amen.